minutes just in to the X-Day Talk Show News Desk. Chrysler and Jeep Corporation recall even more vehicles. To find out if yours is on the list, stay tuned. Hey, stud. It's time for the XJ Talk Show. Now, here's my two favorite boys, Tony and Josh. <laughs> well, welcome back. Uh, it is uh, after our summer break, our three or four week summer uh, time off. And uh, I'm Tony Motoroy on XJTalk.com. And you're listening to episode 92, just a mere uh, eight plus one episodes away from 100 and We'll be in syndication, Josh, because you know, 100 episodes means syndication. We can retire and just live off of residuals. Oh boy, wouldn't that be nice? Hey, welcome back, folks, and welcome back, Tony. Uh, it's been a great vacation, I got to tell you. What did you do? Anything uh, useful? I mean, I, I know you had this uh, knee-jerk muscle memory type thing every Sunday night around uh, eight o'clock your time. That's right. That's right. It's been a, a mixed bag of blessings. Honestly, on one hand, I was uh, I was glad to have the time off. It was kind of neat to being able to relax all through the weekend. Uh, not that I don't enjoy doing the sh- enjoy doing the show, but uh, I tell you what, that first week rolled around and it was really weird for me because I could have sworn there was something I should be doing on Sunday night, uh, you know, in the studio. And uh, well, I didn't have to do it, and that was kind of neat. But at the same time, you know, I really miss uh, doing the show with you. And I have a lot of fun doing this, so it's great. It's great to be back in the studio and back in the saddle, so to speak. You know, it's kind of like therapy too, especially when you're working on the Jeep and you're having some issues. And and I think everybody out there can identify, uh, especially if you have a, a Cherokee, because this the the newest one is uh, 13, 14 years old. So uh, you know how frustrating it can, it can be to uh, diagnose the problem and fix the problem and all that stuff. So it's it's kind of therapy for us to get on here and talk about all the stuff that we go through. At least it is for me, Josh. Absolutely. No, we've got a ton of information to share with you guys. And well, we have a little bit of fun doing it as well. Uh, and for all the good information, guys, you can head over to xjtalk.com. That's why we're here. It's the web's best Jeep website, uh, Jeep uh, Cherokee website specifically. We do have some other stuff on there as well. Got some sections for the Grand Cherokee guys, uh, even a little bit of Wrangler stuff. And you can go check out our uh, sister station for all you well, TJ and the YJ owners and whatnot, uh, we have a wranglertalk.com as well. So check that out. And by all means, check us out over at xjtalkshow.com for all the show stuff. Now, uh, somebody the other day said uh, they uh, there was a post on xjtalk.com about uh, a Comanche that somebody was uh, had been working on. Very nice uh uh, very nice build. I, I think they got it, uh, uh, bought it used, obviously, and uh, no, not really painted. They painted it green, which, you know, I could have gone with another color. But uh, it, it looked very nice. And somebody said, uh, you know, they, they would love to post this up on MJ Talk, but they just couldn't find an MJTalk.com. Oh, yeah, because there's also not a TJ Talk and a, a ZJ Talk and a WJ Talk and uh, you know all that, so we're trying to trying to cover some of the bases without uh, with, with well while still being true to our form. So, and uh, as you have probably guessed, Tony and I are both Jeep owners, Jeep Cherokee owners, the uh, real Cherokee, the XJ, and uh, not to be confused with that 2014 crap that's uh, soon to be released. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I've kind of been missing the updates on that, Josh. I don't know if you've got anything on uh, the. Uh, uh, you know, it's been so long, I forgot what it's called. I, I, I brain this farted weekend. earlier. Yeah, This yeah, Week in Jeep, Jeep, thank you. I don't know if you got uh, anything on that on This this Week in Jeep, uh, but I've kind of been missing the uh, the updates on it. Well, what I can tell you is that there's been even more recalls. Uh, we'll get into that probably they've already another recalled episode. The 20th, they've already recalled the 2014 
Cherokee? All right. I knew it was going to happen. It's not out in showrooms yet, and they've already got a recall on the thing. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is this is the kind of entertainment we're talking about, folks. So, uh, we'll let you guys know about all that stuff uh, later. Well, it'll probably be next episode. So, the 2014 Jeep Jeep Cherokee is going to come with a small note saying, "I'm sorry." Oh, by the way, <laughs> I'm sorry. We've uh, we've uh, we've paved the Rubicon for the 2014 Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> well, that's a that kind of that's a that's a great uh, kind of a segue, uh, Tony. Because well, as as a lot of people have uh, have become aware, I'm I'm trying to take a trip to the Rubicon. I will be taking a trip to the Rubicon, and uh, I've been frantically trying to get my own XJ prepared and ready for the trip. But uh, unfortunately, due to um, some uh, circumstances beyond my control, I'm I'm unable to actually get the my Cherokee down there this year. Uh, but uh, we'll go ahead and, and still make the trip nonetheless. I will be riding shotgun uh, with uh, with some other folks, so that'll be um, that'll be a good time. I'll still get to experience it. Cherokee will have to wait for another year, which really gets my gears kind of grinding because now the 2014 Cherokee has made it and mine hasn't. So I'm gonna have to do something about that sooner than later. Yep. Uh, you know, actually, before we get too far into this, I'd like to, um, if you don't mind, Josh, I'd like to get to our text messages and our voicemail messages, which are numerous, uh, people wishing us well and uh, looking forward to us coming back, and uh, Nikki G whining every week about us not being being there for him to listen to. (laughs) Yeah, no, we've, uh, the the support has been absolutely great. Now, folks, uh, Tony and I do have, uh, have to take a little bit of a break every now and again, and, uh, you know, we're sorry this, uh, this happened, you know, probably right in the middle of, of course, uh, you know, prime jeeping weather and and all that, and uh, so, but the, uh, the outcry of support and, and the fan support has been absolutely phenomenal. We appreciate all that, and if you guys want to call in and or text, uh, send us a text message, please do that 24-7. Uh, the phone number is 530-675-4102. We'd love to hear from you guys. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey guys, this is Dave from Northern California, and I freaked out when I heard the last week's podcast of the Delphine Final Show. I was hooked since day one, listening, waiting to see when Tony's going to stop building and start wheeling. Glad to hear you guys are coming back. Maybe Tony might get his Jeep dirty after all. Hey, this is Mickey G, and I guess it's uh, starting week two of your vacation. Things are getting pretty slow for me. I've got nobody to talk to. Uh, <laughs> I plan on doing some more interviews. I'm having a little technical difficulties. Uh, let's just say uh, if I ask you to throw me my phone, no matter how much I beg, don't do it because I catch like a girl. <laughs> and uh, smartphones were so smart. Don't you think they'd learn to swim by now? <laughs> uh, on the plus side, on my free time, I've uh, had a problem with my Jeep. It was cranking a little slow, even though the battery tested good, I was thinking maybe I was having some alternator issues, and uh, I decided to do the uh, infamous Josh one-ton electrical upgrade, <laughs> and I redid my battery cables, and uh, thing, it cranks over faster, and I have, 
haven't been able to tell if the lights are brighter or not. Uh, I just have the stock wiring harness on it and everything, and the Walmart parking lot's pretty well lit up at night. And uh, I've lost all my radio presets, which was I was expecting that. That's kind of a dump, uh, downer. But uh, even though I did all this electrical upgrade, my CD player still plays the same crappy eight songs over and over again. Uh, if uh, somebody could do a write-up on that, uh, I'd appreciate it. All right, and I will talk to you later. And you guys have a good one. Bye. What's up, bitches? Denver D1 here. I would say you're listening to the XJ Talk Show, but I'm not. I'm listening to reruns of the fucking XJ Talk Show because y'all are on vacation by watching reruns of the fucking Talking Dead. Anyway, I just want to shout out and see how you girls doing. Call her back. Let's get some XJ Talk Show happening later. Hey, this is Mickey G. Uh, I guess we're going on uh, week three of your vacation. Um, getting pretty bored, running out of things to do. Uh, so fill the time this morning, I called my brother and I uh, left him a message. After about four and a half minutes, his machine cut me off. <laughs> and so I had to leave 11 messages in order to fill up his voice box, his <laughs> mailbox. And, uh, so that one's on you guys. Uh, and I need to be, need to be entertained. I'll check at you later. You I? Hey, Tony and Josh. It's Pat. I got that uh, that YJ Wrangler. Told you guys before. Just about to call again and uh, say I just about every podcast I've listened to in the last I don't know a few months. There's been a mention of either a Wrangler or specifically a YJ. I love it. Keep up the good work. A lot of stuff's interchangeable. Learned a lot with the uh, with the tips from Josh. Wonderful podcast, boys. Keep up the good work. Again, this is Pat, 92YJ. All right, talk to you later. Hey, this is Mickey G. I guess we're uh, going on the week four of uh, your vacation. To fill the time, I've taken up stamp collecting. <laughs> I've, I've only got one stamp so far, and it, it came in this morning on my visa bill. But uh, it's a start. All right, guys, I'll chat to you. Bye. Well, I tell you, I can't uh, tell you how much I appreciate everybody calling in. Uh, and uh, Nikki G, thank you. We can always count on you. And my gosh, we can even count on you while, while we're on vacation. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's uh, that's some dedication. That's for sure. Well, I'm sure there's another word I can come up with, but uh, we won't get too uh, too too deep into Nikki's tinfoil usage. But uh, yeah, I got to give a, a big thanks out there to Pat ninety two YJ. Some kind words, and thank you for listening. And glad I could help. And uh, Nikki, we're gonna have to do something about those headlights. I'll uh, I'll send you a PM about what we can do for that, and uh, maybe direct you over to an earlier episode of uh, of XJ Talk where I uh, the XJ Talk Show where I delved into that very topic. Uh, but uh, yeah, big shout out to Dave as well uh, for calling in and Denver D1 making me laugh my ass off one more time. Thanks, buddy. Glad to hear from you. Yep, and uh, always uh, always love uh, getting little digs about. Uh, uh, taking the Jeep off-road. Uh, it'll happen. Uh, it just has to get ready. Yeah, one of these days, Tony, you'll get those tires dirty, I swear. If I have to come down there and drive it for you. 
<laughs> so uh, we got a couple of text messages uh, in around the same time uh, as these voicemails. And uh, here is one from uh, Garrett B. Just wanted to say thanks for the plug around the 57-minute uh, mark and wish you both a good vacation. I hope to hear from you the beginning of next month. Uh, I enjoy the podcast. This is a text message, guys, so i got to kind of piece it together. I enjoy the podcast uh, a lot. It keeps me occupied while at work. If there's anything specific you're looking for, uh, uh, for help, let me know. I appreciate what you both do uh, and wouldn't mind contributing to such a great thing. Keep up the good work and have fun and be safe. Oh, yeah, I suppose you could delete my voicemail. <laughs> Thank you for taking your time to do something I truly enjoy. But the website and podcast are awesome. Thanks. And uh, what he's talking about is he had started a, a voicemail. It went about eight seconds and just kind of stopped. So that I, then he switched over to uh, the text message, I believe. Well, that's way cool. No, I appreciate uh, Garrett stepping up and, and doing that. And well, that's why, uh, you know, we have the magic of editing here is to take care of those little things like that. Uh, and it's, I'm surprised that there isn't more of Nikki G that ends up on the cutting room floor. In fact, uh, I think Nikki's a, a natural. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I kid. I jest, of course, nothing but love. We've got another one here. Um, let's see. I'm not sure who this one's from. I'm not going to, uh, call out the, um, uh, the name on the, or the, the phone number on this one. Uh, but, uh, says Tony and Josh, what can I say? My only enjoyment I look forward to every Tuesday when I'd stream the XJ talk show on Podkicker. Uh, but you've taken that away. <laughs> We're cool guys, but big letdown and disappointment. Screw this blank. Or no, no wait, screw, screw the numbers. Screw the numbers. I see. Okay, here we go. I uh, I know, like me, there are plenty of diehard loyal listeners. Bad call. <laughs> well, uh, now, now this is a rea- this is a reaction to listening to the first part of episode ninety one. He was uh, he was texting prior to listening to the, the, the end of the show. That explains it. Yeah. I should have, uh, should have done a lead in on that one. So anyway, uh, he goes on to say, uh, <laughs> I, I stream it via, uh, pod, uh, pod kicker. I just keep wanting to say pod liquor. Uh, I, I stream it via pod kicker. So it most likely is not included as a download count. So basically what he's saying is, is that he thinks that, but our listener numbers are actually higher. And then uh, uh, I sent him a text message and said, uh, oh, did you listen to the end? Of, oh, oh, you did listen to the end of the show, right? <laughs> it's a vacation. We're back on September 1st. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, he says, ha ha. Yes, I did. I was driving last night, mad as hell. Then I heard you say it was just a final show before vacation. Love you guys. You got me good. Uh, and big smile on my face. I'd like to start contributing to the show myself. I'll be doing interviews at local off-road park this weekend. Well, that's what I'm talking about right there. That is some cool stuff, and I really like that that go-getter kind of attitude. And uh, I'm gonna head out onto the trails out at an off-road park, and uh, and well, with a uh, you know tab a tape a talk app on a cell phone or even a digital recorder, gonna go out there and uh, and talk to some fellow off-road enthusiasts. So I can't wait to hear that stuff. Thank you for doing that in advance. And you know, we do need to get uh, Nikki G some uh, some questions to ask. I still, I still think we ought to do the thing with the the 2014 <laughs> Cherokee. A picture of the, you know, what what do you think of the 2014 Jeep Cherokee? And he's got a picture that he shows people, and it's a picture of Satan. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I don't like that at all. That's horrible. <laughs> and, and then when they say, but that's a picture of Satan, and they say, well, this is an artist rendering of the yes. 2014 G we'll, Cherokee. We'll just delete that part out. <laughs> no, no, I like that part. <laughs> that's the funny part. So it should be, and then of course he'll say, uh, and uh, it has no cup holders. <laughs> oh yeah, well screw that. <laughs> I was telling my daughter uh, earlier, uh, my old, oldest daughter, because uh, she was getting ready to go over to Sonic. I don't know if you guys have Sonics. Uh, I don't know if they're all all across the nation or not. We got it. We got a couple up here. Not too many. They are very few and far between. Okay. Well, she was going to go to Sonic and uh, get some uh, food for us uh, lunchtime or late lunch. Uh, food and uh, she was concerned or my wife was concerned that uh, if she was bringing drinks that she would have to ha- try to handle that by herself and and she says I, I have two cup holders I wasn't getting any, getting anything I have two cup holders and I said uh, by the way I don't know if you're aware of this but the pre-97 Jeep Cherokees had no cup holders and she looked at me shocked and she goes no cup holders I said none I said that's one of the biggest complaints about the the, yep. the pre-97s, I said, of course, you know, we've never had to experience it because we've only ever had the uh, the 98, the 99. And, of course, the, the <laughs> actually, the TJ did not come with cup holders because it was a X model, and it did not have a center console. I was going to say, yeah, there's there's some that didn't have that center console, uh, and there's some that did. And uh, the ones that obviously do have the center console do have the same uh, cup holder configuration, I believe, as the XJs. So, uh, you know, I had to pay like 14 bucks for the little rubber piece that goes in the cup holder. And no, it's, it, was have a, that. it was a dealer item. Oh, I'll be darned. Yeah. But yeah, 14 bucks. No, nah, that's, it's the wife's Jeep. It had to be right. Yeah. Yeah. That's an anti-vibration cup holder pad. Something I'm sure it has a fancy name for 14 bucks. <laughs> it, it, it said trail Hawk on it. <laughs> really? No, no, it didn't. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Trailhawk, Rubic- Rubicon rated. Picture didn't happen. <laughs> you know, I posted some uh, some hate and discontent on uh, 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 on Google Plus the other day. Uh, Jeep, I actually follow Jeep on Google Plus, and they mm-hmm. posted some pictures of the uh, the Trailhawk off road, some off camber stuff, and the rear tire was like it was on. It was oh, it, it, there was no flex. There was no flex at all. This thing, the wheel was looked like it was sitting on you. It it actually looked like a Photoshop, like somebody took the 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 the, the, the you know the vehicle sitting on the road and then t- t- tilted it because the the wheel did not droop at all. Oh boy! So I don't know. I, I saw the uh, and I forgot it might have been on xjtalk.com. Uh, I saw the official video, the first vi- or released video of the new Cherokee. And uh, they, they're they not just promoting the Cherokee and the fact that the name is coming back and, you know, all that sort of stuff. No, it's um, they are really, really shooting hard for the off-road legend comes back. And uh, I, I couldn't, <sighs> I don't stop laughing for about eight hours because um, the, entire, the entire commercial is shot off-road. And, uh, and I just, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You guys are trying way too hard uh so they're they're you know the off-road legend uh, returns in the 2014 cherokee or you know something like that the legend returns is i i was just like you've got to be kidding me 
And there wasn't, I think, a single snippet of video in that commercial that showed the Cherokee, you know, in a parking lot or something, you know, driving down the road. No, it was, you know, through some vast canyon range and going, uh, you know, over hill and there. And yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting, to say the least. Well, you know, Josh, I'm a few years older than you, and I would like to think that maybe I'm just out of getting out of touch because it's, uh, you know, my kids are in my yard and uh, uh, I just don't like things because I'm uh, commercial and all the rest of that crap. But I, I, this really, really grates on my last good nerve to see Jeep do this with, with the Cherokee name. I'll, I'll repeat it again. I have absolutely no problem with Jeep as a company making money. Absolutely do it. Keep. I want you to stay in business because you do make good vehicles. You do make good Wranglers. Uh, I want those Wranglers to be there from, from now on. I, I want to be, able to be able to get parts from the dealer uh, from my Cherokee when I need to. But for God's sake, why do you have to bastardize the Cherokee name? Yeah, I think they really should have come up with a uh, with an entirely different platform name for this, uh, or, or have even you know rebadged it as a as a new new version of Liberty or something like that. You know, this uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I this was a bad move. I think um, you know it wasn't certainly not the right time and certainly not the right design uh, for that Cherokee name on this thing. Even the Trailhawk version. I don't care if you throw some knobby thirties on that thing. Uh, and give it some skid plates. It's it's still not, it's not the XJ. Uh, and I know that it was never intended to be, but nonetheless, um, it deserves a different name. Um, I don't. Well, I don't know. Maybe you've read this, and maybe it's possible, but I don't think you can get 30s on it. Uh, seeing how the 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 wheel wells, the way they're the designed, and and there is no flex. Uh, I I don't. There is. I'm looking at some of the pictures. Are you seeing the picture talking I'm talking about? I think it's an orange one where it's kind of sort of, you know, coming down a, a little bit of a, of a step. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, yeah, there's no flex. It's just, it's like you put a, you put a piece of plywood up against a, a against a stair and that's kind of the flex that you're getting on that thing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's sad. Really? Well, it, sad. I guess that's what you see on, on any other stock, uh, off-road vehicles. Uh, they just, they, they just kind of, the wheel just kind of goes up in the air. There's, you don't have traction. It's, it's three wheels on the ground, so I don't know. I, I guess the I guess the the standard Cherokee is the same way, but there's so much so many modifications that you can do uh, to the uh, the the real Cherokee. Uh, that I think that's what I actually that's what I'm going to do when I go to the parts store and tell them I need blah 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 for a '98 Jeep Cherokee. And before they ask me grand, and before they say, uh, "Oh, uh, is it the 2014?" I'm going to say the real Cherokee. The one that was there before all the rest. Yes. Yeah. The one that was there before all the rest. Thank you. <laughs> and is still yeah, going no, strong. I would, I would think that at the very least they would have come up with uh, sort of the electro disconnect sway bar that the new JKs have. You know, uh, I've, I've heard those are crappy. Oh yeah. No, no. They, they only work like for the first few times or something like that. And after that, uh, yeah, they just, um, I'm not. I'm not surprised. It's it's the it's the first generation of that sort of technology, and although it is kind of cool in concept, oh, it is. Uh, it's really neat. The idea yeah, behind absolutely. it, absolutely. Uh, so I, I would. Uh, I'm not entirely surprised, but I'm also not you know royally pissed that uh, you know they couldn't get it right the first time. And, the, and this is sort of sort of thing that they probably should have put a little bit more R and D into that to make sure it had the longevity. Um, but you know, I'm sure there's a ton of people that are just taking those things out, putting in some sort of anti rock kit. 
or something like that. But nonetheless, that sort of technology is several years old now at this point, uh, you know, three, three to five years old, something like that. Um, you know, and they could have adapted something along those lines to give the back end of the Cherokee. If they're going to make this Trailhawk version, it's supposed to be a trail rig, you know, give it some disconnects uh, so it can really start to articulate. And uh, it looks like by the pictures, they have done no such thing. Yeah, I don't know if you could, uh, if there was any manual disconnects, if you could actually get under, underneath there without a jack to uh, disconnect it. Tony, if I, I, I'm going to say this right now, here's uh, exclusive folks, and I'm going to, you know, my word is bond on this one. If I win the lottery, I am going to buy one of these things, and I'm going to put um, a pair of live axles, straight axles underneath this thing, and four-link the living yes out of it, and uh, and really take it to town uh, and s- show these people what you know, um, you know how it should have been built. Put it that way. Uh, and and I'll make a similar statement that if I win the lottery, I'll I'll buy two of these things. And contact and contact Nicole Johnson driving the monster truck Scooby Doo to crush them. Here, can you run over this, please? <laughs> oh, she! I think she'd be happy to. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Brand new? They have no miles. I'm on my way. <laughs> Brand spanking new. <laughs> Nicole, if you're listening, uh, yeah, be waiting for that phone call because uh, that that will happen. Oh, I don't know. Well, this <laughs> the lottery thing, you know. Hey. I'd have, a, I'd have a sub in here. <laughs> I'd have a sub with a, a professional radio announcer voice uh, coming in for me, doing my job. First week in G. Well, guys, the new Jeep plant in Ohio is uh, dedicating a, an old smokestack to a former Jeep site's worker, set of workers. Uh, the former and current Jeep employees attended the Toledo-Lucas County Port Authority ceremony on the site of the former Jeep plant. Now, this is uh, the one that's being torn down uh, to, well, commemorate uh, uh, the new one. And they're going to turn the old site into, well, unfortunately, it's just going to be a big business park or an industrial park, as they're saying. Uh, they're going to call it, however, the um, the Overland Industrial Park. Overland, I guess, uh, being in sort of some sort of commemoration as far as the old name of the old plant. Now, uh, the, I think this all happened back in 2007 when the plant really started to tear down and they built the new one. And the new one is where, well, the new Cherokees are being made. Uh, of course, also, I think either right next door or in the same facility is where pretty much most, if not all, of the U.S.-based Wranglers are coming from as well. So, uh, but the entire smokestack, and this is I mean, geez, the thing is is like a mile in the air. I'm, I'm over-speaking, of course, because I don't have the exact specs on it, but it looks like it's several hundred feet tall. This is an old smokestack that was taken down brick by brick, brick and, uh, and rebuilt. And uh, this thing is being dedicated to the old plants Jeep worker, or the old Jeep plants workers. So I thought that was really cool and definitely um, worthy of, uh, of being mentioned here on the show. And there's something interesting going on in Arizona. Several months back, I I, uh, I talked about um, an area in Arizona that was being shut down to to off-road use. And um, I just, I mean, this is sort of breaking news. I'm sure the people out in Arizona actually know about it, but nationwide, this really uh, isn't taking off yet. But uh, word is just now coming out that uh, it has been reopened to at least tourist activities uh, on you know SUV guided tours and that sort of thing off-road tours uh, by certain organizations. And I guess there's been a couple of grants that have been given and special permits that have been allowed back to, to get access back to these areas. But 
you know, we're big proponents here of, uh, you know, of land use, uh, public land use and being able to use public lands for OHV use. And, uh, and to see this sort of progress happening, well, that is just absolutely way cool. And uh, I'll be sure to be digging in on more of this and bring you guys a little bit more stories and certainly some, uh, some behind-the-scenes news as far as what's going on with that and the future of off-roading in Arizona. Excellent. You know, I'd love to take the, uh, the Jeep out into the desert. I think that'd be a lot of fun, especially to go out there and go camping. Yeah, we have some high plains deserts um, out here in Oregon. I mean, it's nothing like what I've seen, uh, not personally, but of course, just through pictures and, and video and stuff of what they have in Arizona and even some places uh, in, in, uh, in Southern California. I'd like to uh, check out some of the deserts in there as well, out there as well. But uh, yeah, nothing like what um, uh, doesn't compare to, you know, those areas. But what we have up here in Oregon on the high plains deserts, I hear it's actually pretty cool. And there's some really old ghost towns that we can go check out as well. That would be really interesting. Uh, I'm kind of a photo uh, photography buff as well, so that sounds like that'd be a lot of fun to go out there and uh, take pictures of the ghost towns. Yeah, going to be a little bit more of an expedition ride because I guess uh, this it's not something that you can just go out for a day trip. It's um, it's quite a trek to get out into some of these remote, um, you know, high plains deserts areas. So uh, it's something that I I've, I've been thinking about doing. Um, the XJ can definitely be uh, guided a little bit more in its build towards some expedition as well. Uh, and I think I just might do that with some extra fuel capacity and some other things to uh, to take these kind of a trips. Another one that we've been talking about is the Oregon Backcountry Discovery Route. And this is, um, this is a, I mean, it's like a five-day journey, and you don't see pavement for five days. And uh, it's pretty cool. You get to travel pretty much the entire backcountry of Oregon from about the California border up to the Washington border. Pretty neat. So what would you do for fuel? Because uh, five days off-road, I guess it really depends on how far you go and how long you run the, the Jeep. But There's a couple of tiny, tiny little towns that you run into that literally don't have paved roads. Um, and they have a gas station, um, you know, right there. And uh, or it's, it's, it's like a two-mile jaunt where you can go get gas or something like that. I've only read the story about this, about this trip um, a couple times. And it's something that you really, really have to prepare for. Uh, because it takes so long to do this. Now, at any point, I think that you can head down a mountain and find some road and get you back to civilization uh, and get up onto some state route or some uh, highway or byway or something like that to get back to where you need to go in case something were to happen. But uh, uh, nonetheless, if you take this whole thing, and then I guess there's like three legs to it, so you can do the entire thing or you can cut off a couple different ways, um, but uh, it's going to take you five days. And, and uh, you know, the hardcore people that really prep and plan for this sort of thing, turn it into a week's long vacation and, uh, and just mosey the whole way. Man, that sounds wonderful. Uh, I don't know if I could stand, uh, not being around the internet for that long, but, uh, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> but, but, but as far as, uh, the, the nights and seeing all the stars, I'm sure it is just pitch, pitch dark out there. Absolutely. And, and how cool would it be to actually go someplace that, uh, very few vehicles, uh, just really you know, your Jeep, uh, your Cherokee, maybe a Wrangler or two. And of course the new 2014 Jeep Cherokee oh. Trailhawk. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm harping. I'm harping on that. It just, Oh God. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, that does sound like it'd be a really cool trip. I had no idea that you had, uh, any kind of desert, uh, out there in that, in that vicinity. I figured it was just lakes and rain. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. It's going to be uh, one heck of a trip. Uh, you know, it's not something that's just in my backyard, so to speak. So it's, um, well, it's, it's way It's more in your backyard than it is in mine. Oh, certainly that, certainly that. But, uh, well, there's one of our, one of our uh, fans, one of our members of XJTalk.com, uh, 
who did a tour recently of something kind of similar. Didn't he call it the Day of Dirt or something like that? It was the yep. Day of Dirt. Pre-Runner 1982. John, and uh, he's, a, he's a good guy and I guess had quite a following the last trip and is talking about doing it again. And uh, I guess there's so many people that are signed up or interested or want to do it again or, or whatnot. I mean, geez, he's almost ready to turn this thing into a business doing these guided tours. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, seeing little ghost towns and, and back roads and, and stuff like that. I imagine that part of what I'm going to be seeing or would be seeing uh, would be a lot of the same. Yeah, it was, uh, he had a really big turnout. And uh, honestly, I think it would be a blast to be able to go on that, not only to see uh, all the things that they see little uh, the, on the tour, off-road tour that uh, basically John's doing, but also, too, to get some interviews of people. There was just pretty much any kind of Jeep you could think of out there, and it would be a lot of fun to, to talk to people and uh, get their take on the whole thing. Well, speaking about seeing uh, all kinds of people and all kinds of Jeeps, uh, Tony, some of the stuff I've done over my break is, uh, well, I've, I've been to a couple Jeep shows. I've, I've DJed a couple of off-road events, uh, one of which was a, uh, a fundraiser for a division of the Wounded Warriors Project called Wheelin' and Healin'. Uh, it was a four-wheel to heel um, event that was uh, it was really cool. I was really glad to be a part of, and I've got some interviews from all that. We'll be playing uh, probably on another, another show. Uh, DJ'd a, a big, huge Jeep show uh, for a Jeep club down in our uh, my my state's capital, in fact, and that was a lot of fun as well. Got to see all kinds of rigs, and uh, I got a couple of interviews from that as well, including uh, some guys that own some very, very old Jeeps. And one guy who uh, had probably one of the most customized, most modified, just ridiculous off-road behemoth of a Jeep that I have ever seen. And I got an interview with him as well. So uh, you guys can look forward to that. Excellent. Yeah, we need to get some interviews going again and uh, talk to some of the folks in the off-road world and uh, just everyday folks too. So actually, if uh, any of you guys would be interested in uh, being interviewed, uh, either by Josh or myself, uh, we could even have you live on the show. Um, we, uh, would love to talk to you. Just, uh, send a, uh, email to, uh, interview at, uh, xjtalk.com, or you can contact us on, uh, xjtalk.com PM or make a post. It doesn't matter. Uh, so, uh, Josh is 99, uh, help me North out. NW yeah. 99 XJ. Another way you guys could do it is to give that 24 seven voicemail line a call and just let us know and, uh, give us your contact information and, uh, to either Tony, myself, or maybe both of us will be in touch with you guys and figure out how we can uh, set something up. And you got an interesting story to tell. You want to talk about your build, anything like that. You just want to shoot the breeze with us about the show. We'd love to hear from you guys. That number again, 530-675-4102. And of course, I am Motoroy, M-U-D-D-E-R-O-R-R-Y on uh, xjtalk.com. So you can uh, contact me there. And, uh, you know, I know it's a common thing to think that you don't have a very interesting story that, you know, you might think it's interesting your buddies might think it's interesting, you know, when you're drinking beer. Uh, but we've had uh, two or three individuals that were just very much, oh, no, no, I just don't think this is going to be very interesting. And they have uh, they did, did the interview anyway, and they had uh, some of the most interesting stories. And, of course, the one that comes to mind uh, the most is Paddle Trucker and his, his brush with the black helicopters at 3 a.m. off-road. <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely amazing. Still, uh, to this day, definitely, uh, you know, probably in my top 10, if not my top three. Um, another one was another another uh, XJTalk.com uh, member that took a trip down to Mexico, I think. Yeah, yeah. Now, that was a two-parter interview. Uh, you guys went on for so long because it ended up being so interesting. 
still to this day, one of my top three most favorite interviews. It was amazing. It was an amazing story. I had to get him on because he stayed up uh, like over 24 hours, bought a, he had uh, motor problems in his, uh, his 96 Jeep, I believe it is. And uh, he bought a, 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 a Jeep that had been wrecked, but it had supposedly had a good engine in it, a good 4.0. He stayed up over 24 hours taking that engine out of the donor vehicle, installing it in the new vehicle. And as soon as it was done, he, no sleep, he and his girlfriend off to Mexico <laughs> for a thousand mile round trip. <laughs> Just absolutely amazing. Amazing. You crazy kids. <laughs> not not something i could do nowadays that's for darn sure in fact uh tony i've i've been having a, a hell of a time uh and it's been a lot of fun honestly but it's been a lot of work to getting my jeep ready for the rubicon and uh, i've been talking about it for a long time and i'm you know sad to announce that that my jeep is not going to be able to go uh my um you know i will still be uh, doing this but uh man uh, the jeep is just so close and and i feel like uh, honestly the jeep is ready for the rubicon uh, when it comes down to it, it's just a it's a matter of gas and uh, and some things came up. I'm not gonna be able to afford the gas bill to to make that trip happen. So the Jeep unfortunately is gonna stay home. But man, there's been a lot of progress, and I can't wait to start sharing some of this stuff with you guys. We here at the XJ Talk Show really appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you enjoy the show, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's so easy. Just tell them to go to xjtalkshow.com. This is Dan from the 4x4 Podcast, and you're listening to the XJ Talk Show. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to XJTalk.com when you're off-road, too. Using your smartphone, install the Tapa Talk app, then search for XJTalk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. Got a tip? We do. It's time for Jeep Tips. Now I don't know about you, Josh, but I'm gonna have a hard I'm gonna have a hard time remembering everything that has happened since our last show to this point. I mean, as far as what I haven't spoke, uh, spoke of before. So if there's a repeat in this, well, guys, the, it, I'll, I'll take the vacation defense. Yeah, no, I, uh, I might have to plead the, uh, the same, uh, same defense on that one. I'm sitting here going through and I'm thinking to myself, geez, I really should have been writing some of this stuff down. Cause, uh, cause I mean, there's just been a lot of stuff and, and it's gone on, uh, and the stuff that's happened, stuff that I've done. So, you know, it's, it's like, geez, where do I start? Well, now? I know that you haven't talked about the winch bumper. Yeah. And the brace the and the brace for the steering box. Haven't talked about that. Haven't talked about, um, some of the preparations I've, I've done as far as parts go for, uh, a trip like this. Uh, I also haven't talked about the rock lights that I've installed. Um, yeah, there's just, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. So I, uh, yeah, there's a, oh, a, a transmission, a transmit, a transfer case cross member, uh, that is being fitted and uh, that I will be welding uh, welding together. It's going to be kind of a custom sort of uh, OEM hybrid uh, that's going to be made to work. It was going to be sort of uh, just for this sort of trip because my transmission cross member is just absolutely toast. Uh, I mean, it's it's holding up, but man, it's bent up pretty bad. Now, so it's 
Go ahead. I was just going to say, now, I, I know this is money, and uh, maybe it would be a, a good idea, uh, or it would be a good idea, a starting point for an idea to do something similar. I really like the JCR uh, off-road uh, skid plate. It mm-hmm. fits over and bolts to the factory cross member. In fact, I sent them an email uh, a, a couple of weeks ago asking them if there was any way that they could customize it because I have the, um, uh, the uh, um, not, not sliders, the frame stiffeners from uh, Detours. And basically yeah. it's two big boxed uh, metal, I forget what it's called. I, I always call it tubing, but it's not round. I no, guess it's, it, it's it's uh it's preformed bent it's got um spots for some three welds and stuff like that but it's all you know basically well, bent but but it, you can buy it uh you can buy the rectangular uh teal steel stu- tubing right i mean it's not round it's yeah, boxed no, no. or something yeah yeah there's there are is box tubing it's um so I it's guess like one it's piece yeah, yeah. It, it's like one piece so it's very strong anyway so it, basically uh, where the, the JCR uh, skid plate would bolt onto the unibody on the sides. You can't do that on mine because I've got these this extra metal that is, uh, it looks like two big old metal two-by-fours on, mm-hmm. on either side. So I was asking them about that, and they uh, they actually responded back and said, no, we don't we don't make customs, uh, but uh, they were curious about the measurements. So I thought, well, <laughs> I might... Uh, might just give them the measurements and see now because because well, they think it would fit if it was just a little bit longer and then bent up because it would be you know like the unibody was just a little wider yeah i know there are uh several companies that you know they offer belly pans or you know uh you know cross members of sorts uh and they have options either for frame stiffeners or without and and so i think jcr just as a sign of the times uh is going to be sort of doing the same sort of thing yeah I guess it really depends. I, I, if the, if you're using the TNT frame stiffeners, then it's really not a, a not an issue, I don't believe. But whenever you go to something that has uh, uh, that much beef, like the 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 Detours uh, stiffeners do, I th- I think that it's you know you're now you're looking at a, a, another five or six uh, inches long uh, before the bends. So <clears throat> I don't know. It was worth asking because you know you you never know. Uh, and I may just wind up building one myself now. I know Steve uh, from the the forum has uh, said on several occasions. Sounds like a good way to carry a lot of mud if you uh, if you get into the mud, and uh, I can wash it out of there. I think that's that's fine. I like the idea of the protection, and also too, <clears throat> I have a, a two and a half gallon uh, air tank that I want to mount to the floor, and it's going to be behind the transfer case. At least that's the way I'm I'm looking at doing it right now. And it's gonna it's gonna be a little low, and I would like to have something that I could either uh, come off of uh, and and give that that uh, that tank a little more protection. Yeah, no, I would I would definitely recommend uh, something like that underneath there, having its own skid plate. Which honestly, now that I've I've uh, I've done this work in in building this this winch bumper, and and I got to give real big thanks to uh, to B Mike's or Brandon. Uh, I'm sure he's listening. Uh, for all the help that he's done as a local fabricator, I've helped him out on some of his build and, uh, he's returning the favor and, uh, it's just going to get, you know, paid forward back and forth. Uh, but he's got a plasma cutter and welding skills far and above my own and, and has really done a, a lot of work helping me out, uh, in this winch bumper build. And, uh, they ran into a couple of snags here and there, some, some design points that if I were to do it again, if we were both to be doing it again, we would have done things just a little bit differently, but as far as my vision goes for how this winch bumper is going to be um, unfolding, 
is uh, is coming quite uh, coming along quite as well, uh, really well. It's a lot of the form is not there yet. It's uh, function right now, so I trust this bumper to be able to pull me out. Now I, the next phase of it is going to make it look good. So I know it can recover. It can recover well. I'm not going to have to worry about it twisting or bowing or tweaking or, or tearing off the unibody. Uh, but it's uh, it's just a little ugly right now. Uh, but at least it's uh, it's all painted up and, uh, and it's ready to wheel. And uh, actually, I have a uh, little uh, question of uh, any of the Wrangler owners out there that might be listening. Uh, my wife was reporting a sound that she was hearing uh, in driving the Jeep, and uh, immediately I sink because it's like, oh, great, I got another Jeep I have to work on. Um, but basically what she was saying is is that whenever she's driving along third, fourth, or fifth gear, and she says, you know how whenever you can uh, you get to a speed and you give it just the right amount of gas where you don't, really don't need to be accelerating uh, and you really don't need to be uh, decelerating, it's just kind of that middle ground you know, where you're just kind of uh, cruising along she says I, I hear this this sound it kind of sounds like something rubbing so i went i was trying to think and i thought maybe brakes and i i said uh you know does it change with uh, the clutch in or the clutch out and you know keep in mind this is a standard transmission so no uh and i, I said does it change with the brakes and no so uh last night uh after uh, she uh, got back picking up one of the girls from uh from their uh little uh uh, job uh, at uh, Starbucks, uh, I uh, hopped into the Jeep and, and took a ride. And I actually had to think about what, what it was that she had told me uh, several hours earlier because I really couldn't hear anything. It was just driving the Jeep. It drove great. And uh, then I, I remembered kind of what she said as far as letting off the gas and, and not really giving it gas. And, well, it's the transmission that's making that noise. Uh, that I don't know if, if uh, everybody... Uh, I haven't had a standard transmission in years. Uh, so it just, to me, is a something that uh, the standard transmissions uh, make this noise, uh, kind of a winding down noise as it uh, is, uh, you really don't hear it on acceleration, you hear it on deceleration. I guess it could be a, a gear issue uh, in the differential, but it, it really seems to be associated with the, the transmission. I don't know if that means that it's a low on fluid, uh, there's no leaks uh, on the driveway or anything, nothing I've seen underneath. Very clean, very nice. And uh, I was thinking, well, maybe it's gear wear, gear wear or the uh, the fluid needs to be changed. Did you actually hear anything? Because I'm wondering if it's coming more from the front or from the back, you know, as far as where you're sitting. Is it, is it, is it forward of where you're sitting or is it backwards from where you're sitting? Sounds like it's right on top, uh, like I'm right on top of it, right where the transmission is. Mm. It really is very, uh, I mean, I, I've had several uh, standard transmissions in my life, just not recently. And it just, it, to me, it just sounds like a stand, the noise you hear from a standard transmission. You know, I'm, I'm just wondering if uh, maybe the transmission mount is starting to go bad and you're getting a little bit of movement in there or something. Uh, perhaps engine mounts. Uh, well, this, and- is, this is gear noise. This isn't anything uh, okay. hitting or anything. Actual- actual gear noise you know that's um that's definitely you know something versus uh you know hearing a, a clunk or feeling mm-hmm. a, a shift in weight or yeah, none of that no mm-hmm. none of that it's it uh, the the jeep ride drives very nicely and it's very smooth and uh, uh the only thing i can think of is uh the um this jeep came with a a subwoofer in the in the back and that something happened uh one day i was uh there was some 
I think the the connection on the back was uh, having some problems and it was popping on on her. So whenever she would be listening to it, the uh, she would bounce the Jeep or whatever the the connection the the two phono RCA phono connectors were kind mm-hmm. of uh, moving around and popping. So and it was very scary to, to everybody in the Jeep because you know it's it's a subwoofer and when it's you get like, a pop noise you feel it. <laughs> and so I uh, I was able to fix that by uh, uh, rearranging the 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 sub uh, amplifier how it was sitting back there. But uh, then it, it stopped working, and I just haven't been back to mess with it because, you know, well, just between me and you, I don't care. <laughs> I would just like to take it out of there, which I suggested, because there's not much storage room in a TJ to start with. And if I took that sub out of there, there'd be a whole hell of a lot more. But mm-hmm. she li- but she likes it, and I do need to fix it. Uh, so uh, I just, uh, I don't know. Uh, I found it strange. But anyway, but the point being is, is that it, it may be that she didn't hear it before, because the bass was overwhelming any noise that she may have been hearing from the engine. Yeah, that very well could be just uh, something you're not aware of. I'm I've, I'm hyper vigilant when it comes to noises and, and stuff like that. So <laughs> that that whole uh, you know uh, right kind of grease in the joint sort of thing uh, uh, was bugging me for so long because my you know my suspension is squeaking around every bump, corner, and turn, and uh, I had to take care of that and got some uh, the right kind of grease and in for poly bushings. Did that take care of it? Yep. Yep. I just had to, uh, it ended up being quite a messy procedure. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, you have to squeeze the stuff that was in there out. Yeah. Yeah. And I also got uh, some rebuild kits for my lower control arm joints. I'll be doing that here real soon. Uh, in fact, it's one of the uh, things I'm, it's on the list. I'm, you know, doing the stuff to the Jeep, even though I'm not going to be taking it. Uh, so it's, uh, it's on the list. Probably end up doing that tonight, maybe even tomorrow night, just for uh, grins and giggles. Well, you know, I was going to remind you of something. It's not, you may not be taking it to the Rubicon and certainly a very good reason for not taking it. I mean, family is more important than, than trips and Jeeps and all the rest of that stuff, no matter what jokes we make on, uh, make about that. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, it's not like you're not going to be going anywhere. You take the Jeep off road all the time. Uh, yes. You should be, you should consider yourself lucky. I mean, I've been fighting a, a, a running hot issue for all this long a time and I haven't been off road because of it. <clears throat> there's, there's no place close by. It takes me uh, an hour plus just to get to go someplace that's off road, legally off road. Yeah, it's a, it's about a, well, yeah, I'm in the same boat legally. Uh, it's a good, a good hour, hour and a half drive for me to get to, to sort of any trail. And, uh, and there, there is a trail system here a little bit closer than that, but there's been some, uh, some legal issues going on with that. It's, uh, it's in a constant state of progression with that thing. Uh, and I'll, I'll probably be talking about that in, in future episodes as we figure out what's going on. But, uh, but no, I'm in the, I'm the same boat. So my Jeep has to, it has to drive, it has to drive well and it has to drive long enough for me to get to the trail and drive back. It's not a daily driver anymore, but still nonetheless, uh, you know, it's, it's gotta be able to perform and get me off the trail until I get a tow rig and a trail or a tow rig and a trailer. Right. I, I think that I've updated everybody. Um, the, the running hot issue on my Jeep continues. Um, the thing that I have kind of learned is that it appears that, uh, and I'm just guessing here, but it appears that, uh, Jeep Mopar, whoever knew that there was going to be a, um, an issue with the cooling system on the Cherokee and they purposely set the, um, coolant gauge or designed the coolant gauge where it doesn't move very much when it's around 210 between 210 and uh, 235 degrees 
it, it stays pretty close to that 210 mark. I mean, uh, for example, whenever uh, whenever it's running 210 degrees or, or 209 or whatever, it's just, you know, it's touching the 210 mark on the gauge. And as it as it increases past that, and, and it varies, it does... I have improved the cooling system uh, in as much as it just doesn't go to, you know, 230, 240, 250, and then I have to pull over. It, it will build up to around 234 and then hover there. And then as I move, it'll come down, but it'll still stay up kind of high. But but getting back to the point on the, the, the gauge, the gauge, when it is at 234 degrees, it may, may be halfway between the 210 mark and the next graduated mark on the gauge. Now, I've mentioned this before. It's definitely not linear. Because if it was, it would be much further over. And would be very, it would be more concerning to the Jeep owner driving down the road. Well, you know, I'm wondering if they didn't sort of design uh, a sort of, a, not a, not a fail-safe, I guess more of a buffer is what I'm looking for here. Uh, before things got, you know, really bad. Until you reached that danger zone, so to speak. And so there may not be a whole lot of movement. Uh, the temperature might be fluctuating a little bit more than what it's leading on to, uh, but you still are within that safe zone before you know it gets to that tick mark that is when you start feeling like uh, I should probably pull over. Mm-hmm. You know, so you've got a little bit more wiggle room before you know things really start to happen. Maybe they designed that in because uh, I mean, so many of these Cherokees came with just idiot lights, to where uh, hey, the cooling light comes on, you're in trouble. And I'm not sure, I still, to this day, have heard mixed reports as to when that light is supposed to come on. Yeah. Now, I had a, 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 a private message conversation with uh, uh, Richard uh, Gautier, Gautier, Gautier uh, mm-hmm. over at Onaxja about, I figured that if he's running uh, off-road and that, uh, what, what is that, uh, I've, I've completely drawn a blank on the, the race that he, was, that he, he drives the in. King of the Hammers. King of the Hammers. If he takes his his XJ on the King of the Hammers, he's got to know something about cooling. <laughs> something about cooling a 4.0. And through a, a multitude of PMs back and forth on Naxja, he explained to me that if it's 2.30, around 2.30 or less, don't worry about it. Now, yeah, I've heard I've, that from a lot of people. You're not going to see war, uh, head warping until you're you're at a sustained 235 240 plus so it may be that i've just got this 210 in my head and it also may be that i whenever i was driving down the road maybe it was a little past 210 and maybe i just wasn't worried about it maybe i wasn't hyper vigilant about the temperature and i've basically manufactured this thing uh where i really don't need to worry about it yeah, you know, it might be one of those things where you sort of baby it into it. Um, you know, if you can drive for an hour uh, with a Cherokee and it not really overheat as soon as you get to your destination, uh, you know, maybe t- think about driving to the off-road park. Maybe not wheeling right away. If it makes it, you're great. Uh, you know, if you have some issues along the way, well, at least you're not that far from home to where it's not a big deal turning around and heading back. Uh, you know, you probably always have AAA, I guess, would be the uh, the fallback excuse to that. But uh, maybe the next time out, you know, if it does okay, uh, you take it on maybe one trail real quick and then head home and see how it does. And before you, you know, sort of ease into an all-day wheeling trip uh, before, you know, you're really, you know, kind of dipping your toe in the water, so to speak. 
Yeah, it really shouldn't be bad off road. Uh, the, uh, the 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 main issue I have is uh, when I go about twelve miles and uh, driving at uh, at highway temps, uh, our highway speeds. I, was, I see the temps come up. Now I haven't checked it, uh, and I have put the uh, factory front skid back on, which is something that uh, Matt was wanting me to try to before I started trying to fa- uh, fabricate any kind of uh, um, skirt to go on the, the for an air dam to try to you know, force more air through the radiator. And uh, I, I have not got it on the highway yet. I may be doing that uh, next week whenever I leave early from work. I have a doctor's appointment next week. And uh, I'll, I should be able to do a, a sustained highway speed all the way home. And that's a, that's a good, um, yeah. that's a good uh, 33 miles. So at uh, 70, 70 miles an hour. So it'll be interesting to see what it does. Yeah, that'll be a good indication of, uh, well, potentially things to come. Uh, as far as what you might be able to expect, uh, you know, and a longer, a longer uh, road trip, so to speak. So let me ask you, uh, I, I think you posted about this, but I forget what you said. If you said it, what difference did the steering brace, uh, the, um, steering box brace that was, that you guys built, uh, and put on there, did that make any difference? Can you tell any difference? Yeah, let me uh, let me give the listeners just a little bit of backstory, real quick, if I may. Um, I have a, a Dodge Durango uh, steering box on there. It's from a V8. It's I think from a '98 or a '99. Now I can't remember. Uh, in any case, uh, did the Durango steering box upgrade, as um, it's t- typically called? And um, it, in doing this winch bumper, the three bolts that hold that in uh, are also used to hold in the one of the side plates for the winch bumper, one of its mounting points. And those have come out uh, in and out so many times over the course of building this winch bumper that one of them was, well, fairly well stripped out. And, uh, and although that's uh, not a huge deal, there's plenty of r- different ways to handle this. Um, basically, I, I re-tapped it, uh, same size, just to get a few good thread bites on there, and then put a nut on the other side, really sandwiching that to the, uh, to the unibody, the, the frame rail right there, uh, once the winch bumper was installed. Well, I wasn't 100% confident with that, so I went a step further, and I put in a steering box brace that, is really, that really resembles those that you can find at like Rusty's or like the uh, Mountain Off-Road Engineering, the Moore steering brace. Um, there's several others. They all use the same sort of concept where it involves uh, really clamping around uh, the selector shaft area of the steering box. That's the part that comes that you're right above where the, the, the pitman arm actually mounts to the pitman arm. And um, uh, it, it sandwiches around that and then is braced to the opposite frame rail. And, uh, and it really sort of pushes up and, and, and locks that steering box in place up against the driver's side frame rail. And uh, I just piece this thing together with uh, an exhaust hose clamp and some really solid like three-quarter inch uh, tool steel dowel stock and some 3 inch plate that we just had laying around. It was a totally last-minute sort of thing. And, uh, and it was just threw it together, uh, looking at some pictures and, and taking some measurements and stuff like that. And, uh, and it made a huge difference, honestly. Just driving down the neighborhood, uh, I, I, the whole front end just felt way more solid. And it did change the way that my steering box felt, as far as you know how the steering wheel felt, rather. Uh, and so I can say it was, it's definitely a worthwhile upgrade. Uh, whether you're buying one or you're making one on your own, it's definitely something that I recommend, especially if you're at the point now and you're lifting your build uh, where you're you're running 33-inch uh, tires, especially 1250s or wider. Anybody running 1250 or wider tires, you definitely want to do something like this. 
Well, it's, uh, it's, I was really, I, I thought about it whenever I saw that and I thought, well, you know, that probably wouldn't hurt for me to do something similar. And I went online and started looking for some uh, steering box braces. Yep. Now, if I got one and put it on this uh, factory steering box and then later went to a Durango, it should still work, right? I mean, they're basically the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah, they are essentially the same thing. Uh, really, the only thing that's uh, that's any different on them is the actual cylinder bore itself. Uh, other than that, they're they're identical. So it, it should it should work just fine. Uh, I would definitely recommend an inner brace um, while you do this or before you do this uh, as well, uh, because you basically want to brace up that entire area as much as you can. You already got a winch bumper, so you're protected on the outside. Um, do something about the inside before you do the brace. Gotcha. Okay. Well, good. Well, guys, that's our show for this week. Uh, thank you if you are here on uh, YouTube Live Events. If uh, you're just hearing about live events uh, through the podcast, please feel free to join us. Uh, you can go over to the uh, YouTube slash user slash, I'm sorry, it's actually YouTube slash channel slash XJTalk, or just go to XJTalk.com and click on the YouTube icon towards the, the top of the page. But uh, you can uh, come join us 10 p.m. Central Time every Sunday night. And uh, as far as I can tell, this is our first time on live events with the XJ Talk Show. But as far as I can tell, Josh, it's uh, it's a good deal, and uh, I think we're going to be continuing to use it. Yep, it seems to be working just fine, folks. Tell a friend, we're back. It's kind of scary when you say it like that. It's almost, <laughs> almost a threat. Oh, yeah. Well, you can take it how you want it. Uh, anyway, folks, we're looking forward to another show. We'll see you guys next week. And I just want to mention real quick that uh, we would really would like to get uh, somebody involved with the show that knows a lot about the Wranglers, the, the TJs, the JKs, the YJs. And uh, even though technically not a Wrangler, even the CJs. So uh, if you are a knowledgeable uh, Wrangler person, we'd love to get you involved, bring up some information about Wranglers, uh, expand this show a little bit to uh, include our uh, our brethren, Jeep brethren with uh, four tires and four-wheel drive. So until next week, this is Tony. And this is Josh. Have a, a great Jeep week. Warning. The opinions, ideas, views, emotions, and temper tantrums expressed or otherwise conveyed on the Tony and Josh show may not and most likely is not suitable for all audiences and therefore should not be heard by anyone unless supervised by an appropriate nanny state. Enjoy! Welcome to the Tony and Josh show. Tony and Josh are the functionally illiterates of the podcasting world. Now, here they are, Tony and Josh. Well, here I am. Uh, I'm Tony from the Tony and Josh show. And I'm Josh from the Tony and Josh show. So uh, if you guys aren't aware, uh, and if you're uh, just a podcast listener, you probably wouldn't be aware, probably don't care either. We're doing uh, a a YouTube live event, which is basically, uh, well, I guess it's something to compete with Ustream and uh, some of the other video streaming services that are out there. Um, I, I don't know about Google taking over the world if I like that so much, but it's nice to have a, an option where we, uh, we don't have the thing that uh, so many of our live viewers complain about, which is the uh, interruptions with the commercials. Now, I think we could have always uh, spent money on Ustream and done away with that, Josh, but I don't know about you, but I'm not that crazy. 
No, I, I'll be the first to admit that I'm a miser. I'm a cheap bastard, that's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, hey, if it saves us a buck and we can still uh, still broadcast the show live to our well, all of our fans. Well, hey, Dad, you know that's just uh, that's just Jim Dandy in my book. You know, I'm all about uh, free market competition, and and we you know what they say, Tony. Diversity is the spice of life. So if we've got some options at our disposal, and I know that you're a lot like me and uh, like to test new things. Uh, then I'd say let's go for it. Let's try this out and see how it goes. Yeah, I used to get in trouble at work all the time when I was in my uh, IT career many uh, many years ago now uh, where I would uh, see something and go, wow, let's give that a try. And uh, unfortunately, it was usually during uh, business hours. Whoops. <laughs> and, uh, you know, more often than not, it did work. Uh, I, I was there at that job for 16 years, and uh, believe it or not, I wasn't uh, run out of that place because of uh, my adventures. So uh, in that same spirit, I, I don't really do that anymore. I've kind of learned my lesson. I was uh, a lot younger when I started that job. But anyway, uh, in, the, in the same spirit of adventure, that's what we did tonight. Uh, about uh, uh, 40 minutes before showtime, I went, oh, yeah, that, that live event thing. How does that work? <laughs> so if you normally watch on, on Ustream, uh, it's a YouTube live event. And I think we, uh, we told the two people that normally watch on Ustream, where they could watch on YouTube. So I think they're both watching tonight and uh, it's a learning curve. Anyway, uh, what we do here in case you're watching this on uh, the, the video on YouTube, what we, what we normally do here is we have uh, this opinion show. Josh and I do another show, which is about Jeeps. And uh, well, you're actually seeing this on, on the XJ uh, talk channel and xjtalk.com is a, a Jeep Cherokee website. So you may see these uh, little opinion shows show up on uh, what you would say is, well, what's, what does this have to do about Jeeps? Well, nothing really. It's just a, an opinion show that Josh and I started doing because, uh, uh, you know, um, I know this is blasphemous, but a man does live by more than just Jeep. How dare you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And, uh, well, you know, I'll just go ahead and mention, since I, I let the Jeep cat out of the bag, uh, we're uh, scheduled to uh, do our first uh, show, uh, xjtalk.com show, um, this uh, this Sunday. We've been on vacation for the last several weeks. How's it been for you, Josh? Well, you know what? It's been it's been a bag of mixed blessings, so to speak. On, on one hand, I, I'm sitting here and it's just like, ah, oh, geez, I need to be doing something. And on the other hand, it's like, well, hey, I don't have to do anything. So this is kind of neat, you know, but uh, no, I am very anxious to get back. I've been uh, very active uh, in the off-road community and well, I've got a lot of stuff to share and a lot of stories to tell. And well, we'll save all that stuff for another podcast. And I think uh, uh, what we'll be doing is we'll go ahead and use this uh, this avenue for our uh, XJ Talk Show as well. And uh, uh, especially if the quality's there, we may be able to branch out a little bit in uh, using uh, uh, YouTube and the uh, the prowess of Google uh, with all their uh, tentacles everywhere as far as getting more word out about the show. So. Uh, no, absolutely. And uh, in fact, folks, if you're listening to this right now, well, chances are you've uh, visited uh, at TonyandJosh.com. And uh, we encourage you guys to, to keep heading over there if you haven't already. For you know